Cornerstone Conversations, having a chat with Neil and Matt. Hi, Matt. How are you today? I'm, I'm well, thank you, Neil. Hello, Neil. Hi, listeners. Hello, listeners. How are you today? Notice How us. are you today? I said listeners, plural. Oh, have we got more than one? <laughs> I hope so. Yeah, cool. <laughs> uh, I like how you asked, how are you today? And then I didn't even listen. But to there was no, no, no listening to the response. How are you today, Matt? No, to the listeners. You said hello, oh. listeners, and how? And then you just you kept talking. You so there was good. no, there was no pause, expecting a response from the listeners. From the listeners. Well, there's yeah. a few just texting in. Oh, is it? Oh, <laughs> yeah. you, oh your phone's on silent for us. Yeah, great. <laughs> right, yeah. Is not, it? No, no, it's not. It's not. Oh. Oh, better put that on silent so it's all right, we don't it's all get good. disturbed. My hearts are full again on Duolingo, so I'm good to go. What is what does that mean? I'm learning French on oh. Duolingo. Oui, oui. Uh-huh. What is that for? Bonjour mes amis. <laughs> That's yeah. No idea what you're talking about, dude. I'm just doing it because I want to learn. Yeah, French. right. Okay. And I'm getting pretty good. Starting to read, you know, little books and stuff. Nice. I have hard enough time trying to just, <laughs> speak, just speak and read English, man. So, yeah, well done. That's well, you good. never know. One day I might go somewhere French. Okay. Polynesia. French Polynesia, yeah. Canada. Is, Maybe there's some is African. Is Canada French? Half of it, yeah. All right. And French, French Canadia. That's yeah, I've heard French about Canadia. that. Yes, yes, exactly. Then maybe I'll go to France, oh. or one of the African countries that speak French. Is it Algeria? I don't know. There's a few. Oh, I don't know. Yeah, they're as bad as English. Take over the world in Spanish. Never mind. I think my son is learning French at school. You could have a conversation with him. I could, and we could do it behind your back. Fantastic. Yeah. We could talk about you in front of you. You could. You could, and I have no idea. I assume it'll be good, though, of course, because you guys wouldn't say anything mean and nasty. That's actually me. true. That's, That's true. true. I've got to say that is Cause, true. Because you love me. I do love you, which yeah. is what we're talking about. We're talking today. about love. That was, a good, that was a great segue, wasn't it? You're amazing. I know. See, you are amazing. Oh. So I was talking about uh, love that you can trust on the weekend. That's what I titled it. And then we changed the title for our message on the website we did to what to, to um <laughs> certain love certain love certain love yeah it's good yeah so i just uh having a little bit of think about god's love for us and um so my mother-in-law passed away last week and just thinking about her life and and what it was like and the love that she'd experienced over life was so imperfect from a lot of people but there was one love that she knew she could trust, hmm. and that was God's. And it was yep. just really interesting as I thought about it, even in my own life, how there's love that comes from people that's, you know, we, most of the time we're sort of fairly certain of it from some people in our lives. But even in that, there's always this little nagging thing inside of you, you know, what if something changed? What if they didn't love me anymore and and so we can become a little bit insecure even in even in the best love you yeah. know what i mean yep. uh, because we don't know what people are going to be like because we know ourselves that at times we don't love well at all um yep. and so that's no different for other people you know what, what and we see it all around in society you know oh, we we fell out of love so we split up 
or you know there's so many different things where love is there and then it's gone mm. and it just was making me really think about how did I feel with God did I myself feel that God would always love me that his love was always there and and in the end I have to say that I do feel that way definitely 100 percent. Mm. and mm. there's a few things about God's love that are very different to us because we are like I said before imperfect and I don't know about you Matt have you ever been in a situation where you haven't loved well uh, probably more often than I'd like to admit, to be honest. <laughs> yeah. um, you know, I think there's that challenge that we all fall short mm. of of that perfect love. And, you know, like it's it's not something I, I intend to do. Mm. Um, you know, I always intend to love well, but m- more often than not, I would guess that I don't, don't do as well as I probably could. Yep. So... Um, yeah, it's a it's a challenging area, isn't it? it sure is. Mm. I mean, I know, like just with myself, sometimes you can be a very good-hearted servant, and other times you do it grudgingly, and it's almost like your love has been overtaken by your discomfort, or mm. you know, the the way you feel that day. You know, maybe you're really tired, so you didn't act loving. You snapped at someone, or um, this is other people I'm talking about. You know, as I've observed them, but um, <laughs> yeah, you've been observing me. Now, <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah, no, but it's like that, you know, and and yet we often judge love on that basis, so that we we look at the world and how we love, and and sometimes I think that's put onto God as well. People don't really understand His character mm. and who He is. So I wanted to really talk about that, and hopefully build up our confidence that that would help us to love God more um, so that we could actually be partakers of his love more. As um, Paul wrote to his Ephesians prayers, it was like, I, I want to pray that you experience God's love yeah, um, and that you'd understand it even though you can't understand it. And it's like, okay, so how can I understand something I can't understand? Maybe I can understand this. I can never understand it. It's so great that yes. I understand that it's, not understandable. Yes. <laughs> if that makes sense. Yes, I understand. Yes, good. <laughs> so so we um we come to this place where we go I don't understand that love. It's way above what I can understand. Mm. But I know it's true. Yeah. And and to come to that place. So uh, the first verse that I I looked at, so I only looked at one passage and and uh one verse. So Matthew 7:11. And the reason that I wanted to sort of have this verse there was because that the whole thing of pointing out that no matter how good we are, God is way better. Yeah. And it's like, this is what it says. So if you sinful people know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more will your heavenly father give good gifts to those who ask him? Yep. And so that little phrase in there, how much more will he want to give good gifts? Mm. Um. I don't know, Matt. I think sometimes people don't think God wants to give good gifts. Have you noticed that ever? Absolutely. I think I think there's there's often an attitude that you know God's out to get you and He's withholding things from you because of because of what has has come before, because of what we've done and all that kind of stuff. And that's the I guess that's that that's that challenge of of recognizing that you know and trusting in the fact that God's love is not 
understandable. It's too great to understand, mm. but understanding that it's too great to understand. Yeah. Um, and just being in that space of accepting it, and that's you know that's a that's a hard thing to mm. to recognise at times. Um, and yeah, I think I think it's a, a lie that a lot of people believe that that God's out to get them when in actual fact, you know, he wants he wants good things. Uh, and good gifts for us mm. um, when you know and I think it's 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 that relying on on him having that as the foundation on which we on which we stand um, yeah. that's a key in in that to recognizing how much god God loves us and and the and the truth in that mm. um, so yeah it's good yeah and it is hard to put wrap your head around that but if the whole point Jesus is saying here guys I want to point something out to you you love your kids you always love your kids even when you know they're they're not behaving the best you still love them and yeah if they have a need you'll meet it and yeah. it's like can i just tell you something about god he's not this ogre just wants to punish you but if you can understand your heart towards your children his father heart towards you is far above that yeah and so you can trust in it so then i looked at one john chapter four and yeah. verse 15 to 18 um so, might get you to read that out, Matt. Oh well, yeah, okay, cool. Just um, the English, not the Spanish. Just the English one, not the Spanish one. I, yeah. I don't know Spanish either. I mean, <laughs> have we got a French version? Maybe you <laughs> yeah. could you could show off your French skills and I could. Anyway, uh, so one John four fifteen to eighteen says, "All who confess that Jesus is the Son of God will have God living in them, and they live in God. We know how much God loves us, and we have put our trust in His love." God is love and all who live in love live in God and God lives in them. And as we live in God, our love grows more perfect. So we'll not be afraid on the day of judgment, but we can face him with confidence because we live like Jesus here in this world. Such love has no fear because perfect love expels all fear. If we are afraid, it is for fear of punishment and this shows that we have not fully experienced his perfect love. Yeah, I just, I just love that passage. Mm. But you know, the things that are really important for me as as we identify them is that, firstly, that if we live in God, we live in love. Um, yeah. The second thing really is this: that as we live in God, our love grows more perfect. Mm. And it's like you know, guys, just remember that this is a journey we're on as Christians. We need to grow in love, but the only way to do that is to keep living in God. But we will keep growing in love if we do that. Yeah. Um, and in the end, we're never afraid on the day of judgment. And as that last verse you read there, it says, God is love, all who live... Oh, sorry, beg your pardon. As we live in God, our love grows more perfect. We will not be afraid on the day of judgment. We can face him with confidence because we live like Jesus here in this world. Such love has no fear because perfect love expels all fear. If we're afraid it is for fear of punishment, this shows we have not fully experienced this perfect love. And that sort of goes back to that previous verse where it's like, do you really understand God's heart? Mm. If you understand him, you're not going to be afraid of punishment on the final day because you understand God's love for you and you're now walking into it. So you're not afraid. You know, there's some people who are afraid of the day of judgment. I'm not afraid at all because mm -hmm. I know that I've felt his love and his grace yep. and I understand it, yep. you know. And so I'm not afraid of God's judgment because it was put on Jesus anyway. Mm. But I understand that and I honour that and I respect 
respect that yep. that he would do that for me. Um, yeah, so don't we shouldn't worry that we're not perfect in love because none of us are, but we keep living in God so yeah. that it becomes more perfect. Now, when we have His love, there's a few things that um, I think help us to grow in His love. Number one is that we have to remember that it's always undeserved love. Mm. We don't deserve it, yet we no. have it anyway. Yep. How does that change our thinking, do you think, Matt? Well, I think if, it, if it's undeserved, then then it, you know, we, we receive it regardless, mm. you know what I mean? And and I think if we if we think we're, like it's, yeah, like uh, it's it's not something that we have to achieve, I think. And mm. and so there's it, if we're in this frame set of we've, we've got to do all of these things in order to receive God's love, yep. then that's that's not undeserved, is it? It's, it's because we're doing all of this stuff. And yep. so I think we can, the danger is there that we can get in this space of, of trying to make sure we're checking off all of this stuff mm. in our lives so that we actually deserve that love. And, and of course, we all fall short and we're never going to be able to be in a place where we actually deserve it. Yep. Um, and so, yeah, there's, there's that, that moment where we just got to accept that we don't deserve it. Yeah. Um, and even as we do that, though, that impacts the way that we respond. And, and I think in that, you actually end up probably checking off the things that you would normally have a, as a check-off check list mm. to, to achieve these things to be somewhere close to being able to receive God's love. Sort of um, out, out of a gratefulness. Out of, out of a gratefulness. And, mm. and, but, it, but it comes as a natural flow and it's not, it's not something that is out of obligation or uh, because that's what I have to do. Yep. Um, but it's a, it's a desire to, to reciprocate the incredible love that God has. For us, yeah. So it's yep. sort of like not trying to earn the power, so we can get saved, but to live from that power of salvation, and then we live our life, correct, that way. Yeah. Yep. And I think, like, when we realise something's undeserved, it, it makes us, it does make us more grateful. Like, um, I don't know if you've ever received a gift from a person, and you're mm. like, why did you give me that? You know, I actually didn't do anything for it. You just, you know, I've had people sometimes. Every now and then, throughout my life, they've given something. Look, God, I just feel like God just wants me to bless you. Mm-hmm. I didn't do anything for that. Yeah, yeah. And yet you're like, I can't believe it. Yeah, that's so nice of you. And it might not even be that God told them; they might just be nice. Yeah. Um, and I think it keeps us in this place of humility. You know what I mean? It's like, yeah. wow, I, I just, I'm so humble, humbled by by what you've just done. Yeah. Um, number yeah. two, it's unconquerable. What do I mean by that? That Nothing can beat it. Like the death of Jesus on the cross gives salvation to anyone who believes, and that will never change. Yeah, Satan can't change that. Yeah, nothing can change that. Yeah, like his love was that complete, um, and and I think that's quite a powerful thing too to to think that you know nothing can actually change change that. Um, number three, never been diminished. Um, what do I mean by that? That you know, even after all this time. There's not one sin that I commit, even after becoming a Christian, that I that that God will not forgive. Mm. It's not like He's like, "Oh, you sinned now, you know, I'm loving you a bit less." It's like not at all. Yep. From the beginning of the world, before the foundation of the world, He sent Jesus, and afterwards He's going to love us the same. I've never ever found God unwilling to forgive me. I don't know if you have, 
Matt. No, ever found that? Never. No. Never. And so this is something that we can be really, uh, that really makes us strong. Like we're like, nah, that that we know every single time we go to God, mm. his love never changed. Whereas yep. if I go to you after hurting you, your love for me will definitely change. True. You know, as a yeah. human? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, definitely. And to think that God's love actually never grows cold towards us? Yeah. That's pretty amazing. Yeah. It's so trustworthy. No, absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Um, he never cha- it never changes. So we change. We're unfaithful. But God is always faithful. He mm. never changes. His love never changes. And I think uh, in this world where there's a whole lot of talk about, um, how do you say it, well-being, that sort mm. of stuff. Yep. This is actually really important. And, you know, I've said many times and I'll keep saying it till the day I die, I don't believe in, you know, that self-confidence. That's just a load of rubbish. It has to be God-confidence mm. because I change every day. I wake up one morning, I feel good, and I don't like myself. Next morning, I wake yep. up and I do like myself. Yep. Or, you know, I failed at something, so I hate myself. Mm. Or I've been successful, so now I love myself. And yep. it's like, it's so changeable that if I'm going to base my confidence in self or what other people think i'm never going to be a complete person yeah that's right but if i base it in god's love for me never changes that his thoughts are always good towards me um that's what the psalmist said you know how many are your thoughts of me god and it says precious thoughts in that psalm it's like god when he thinks about us he's not thinking bad things Mm. that doesn't change his love never changes. I don't wake up one day and because I've failed that God loves me less or loves me more. He just loves me the same every single day. Um, and it changes how you think about yourself. It changes that whole outlook on life because you're not so, um, I'm not saying you're never affected by outside things, hmm. but far less damage is done because you are confident in, in one thing, God God's love for you um, and you know in this world like if I look at all the stats on kids they had some stuff on yesterday on TV and just how you know how bad kids feel about themselves mm. like the mental state of children in this country is terrible yet there's never been more done to help them out now I'm not saying necessarily the cause of it but what I'm saying is that there's so much help, there's so much mental um, well-being stuff. Why is it getting worse? Yeah. So either what you're teaching isn't working, which is very possible, like there's all this stuff, you know, we're going to teach them well-being, yeah, it gets worse. Mm. Well, the product's not right. The, the, it's just not right because you're starting to base everything on you, Yeah. being you-focused. And you aren't that reliable, actually. Well, so, true. yeah. Um, how do you feel when you think about that, that? That God never changes in His love for you. Yeah, I mean, I think that's that's incredible, isn't it? And and you're absolutely right in terms of what you're you're talking about before. In terms of one day you love yourself, and the next day you're frustrated and you can't stand yourself, and you mm. want to be anyone but yourself, and all that kind of stuff. And just our 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 self is so uh, unreliable. Mm. Yet, you know, as you, as you said, you know, God, God's love is steadfast. It never changes. It's, it's, 
regardless of what happens, is never it's never ever going to change. Yeah. Um, the the amount that he loves us, and and so you know having that as the as the foundation on on which we rely is is critical to, you know, being being the the true version of ourselves that we can we can be. Mm. Um, it's not not through anything that we have done ourselves, but all because of what Jesus did on the cross mm. that makes us that new creation that that puts us in a space where we can. You know, where we can say, I'm loved by God, I'm forgiven, I'm, you know, I've got his grace, I've got his Holy Spirit in me, you know, like it's all these, yep. you know, just incredible um, outpouring of, of gift and, and um, you know, his, his peace and, and that surpasses all understanding to be in that space of, you know, just knowing that God's with you in all situations and, and relying on that, you know. Yep. Um, God, I hate to be in a space where I'm just relying on myself. Yeah, me too. Yeah. It, it would not there. be. It would not be. It would not be pretty. And yeah, I've I've been there too, and I know it's not pretty. And and so, <laughs> you know, that's that's the key, isn't it? Making sure that every day, I think it's it's definitely an every day, every minute, every second thing of saying, "Hey, God, I need you." Yeah. You know, and I'm relying on on this incredible love that you have for us. Yep. Just to, yeah. Yeah, you know? and what I like is that, you know, I definitely will fail. Mm. There's no doubt about it. Yep. But every time I know that God will be with me alongside me and go, come on, you can do it. Yeah, I'll help you. Yep. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, like yeah. He never leaves us, never forsakes us. He's always with us, and it's just so powerful. Um, yep. So it doesn't mean that, no, we don't need to change. In fact, we do, as I just said there. God's love never changes. We change, yep. and hopefully we change for the better as yeah. well. Yeah, Um. And so that's the, the, I guess the bottom line was, well, you trust him now. And, and, you know, perhaps you're even listening to this, you're not a Christian. Um, And sometimes we, before we're saved, we just don't understand God's love at all. We're like, well, how could God forgive me? Mm. This is what I've done. And to be honest, like if you came into church on a Sunday morning and you shook hands with everyone in the church, um, you might have just shaken hands with someone who used to be an adulterer. Yep. or a liar or someone yep. who embezzled money or someone who was addicted to drugs or pornography or someone who um, cheated all the time um, was greedy for money mm. no matter what you think you've done God's love is above that yep. and that love was displayed on the cross in Jesus Christ yep. because God loved us so much he sent his son to die for us so that we can be given every person in the world yep that's why his love's unconquerable. There's not one sin that can actually beat it. Yeah. If we give our lives to him and trust him in that. So yeah, I think it's a powerful thing. It's a love that you can trust, Matt. It is. Yeah. It's good. Thanks, buddy. Awesome. See you everyone. Bye.